You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode 55. Today I'm going to be talking about one of my very favorite aspects of using aromatics. It's called subtle aromatherapy, and I'm going to share very specific ways that you can use essential oils and their unseen energetic properties to support healing, to support the subtle body, the psyche, and even the soul. Oh, and P.S., I'm going to be giving you a discount code to one of my online courses. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now, sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, friends. How are you this week? Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of this podcast. It is fall, officially the autumn season here in Pennsylvania, and the leaves are falling, and everyone's got out their pumpkin spice coffee, and I've been diffusing more clove and cinnamon essential oils. The Southern Hemisphere are going into summer, lucky things. So here's a question for you. Do you find that your relationship to aromatics changes with the seasons? That as you go into a warmer season, that you're using, I don't know, lighter essential oils, maybe you're using hydrosols more often, or maybe you avoid essential oils altogether when it's hot and humid. I'd be curious to know that. And by the same token, as we here in the Northern Hemisphere move into the cooler season, I notice my tastes for essential oils are changing to things that are more warming and spicy and black pepper and so forth. And I'd be interested to know how you are affected by the seasons and your use of essential oils, hydrosols, CO2s, whatever aromatics that you're using, even carrier oils. Do you find that those change for you with the seasons? I don't have any announcements today other than, as I said at the intro, I'm going to be talking about one of my online courses and I'm going to be giving you a, a discount code so that you can get the course at a reduced price. All right, let's get into today's topic of subtle aromatherapy. So you know that I'm going to have to start with a definition of subtle aromatherapy. Before I get into that, I just want to kind of give you a little backstory that I have personally been interested in energetic work, gosh, I think since a young age, I've always been open to the idea that there's more to life than what we can see and touch and, and feel. And of course, I've been working with essential oils since 1991. Well, in 1996, I found a book by Patricia Davis called Subtle Aromatherapy. It was published in 96. And when it came out, I was over the moon with the, um, with the contents of the book. Patricia Davis combines energetic concepts with essential oils. I sat down, I think I read that whole book in one sitting. And to this day, I still practice subtle aromatherapy frequently and sometimes almost unconsciously. So if I go out to a place, for example, where people are congregated, kind of close to each other, a movie theater, a the mall, at a concert, any place where there are a lot of bodies, I'm not talking about anything to do with COVID, by the way. This is a pure and energetic conversation. 
I know that my energy is mixing with their energies. We have these this energy field that surrounds us and it's several feet outside of our physical body. And when you get close to someone, they intermingle. And so when I come home, I know that I may have picked up energies from other people. And so I take juniper berry essential oil, which is a classic detoxing essential oil. It's interesting. It detoxes the physical body and it detoxes the energetic body. So not to make a big production of it, I might put a a drop on a tissue and waft it around my body. In particular, I make sure that I run it through my solar plexus area. It's like washing your hands when you come home. I do that too. And then I sort of wash my energy field with an essential oil. That's a great example of practicing subtle aromatherapy. All right, in a second, I'm going to give you my definition of subtle aromatherapy. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I mean by energy. And I'm going to then give you a couple of ideas for methods of application so that you can immediately begin to practice subtle aromatherapy and the essential oil you have, provided you're always using safe methods of use. Any essential oil you have can be worked into a subtle aromatherapy practice. So I'm going to talk about that. Then I'm going to give you a couple of, probably four or five essential oils to get started with so you're not overwhelmed. I'd love to think that when you are finished with this podcast episode, you go right to your essential oils and you take one and you immediately begin to use it in a subtle way that you can immediately apply the concepts of this practice. So here's my personal favorite definition of subtle aromatherapy, which comes right out of Patricia Davis's own book. Quote, what is subtle aromatherapy? In using this expression, I have in mind primarily the use of essential oils in non-physical ways. Subtle aromatherapy makes use of oils to affect the subtle body, the psyche, and indeed the soul. In doing so, The user draws on the subtle, energetic, or vibrational qualities rather than their physical properties. Subtle aromatherapy may be described as one form of vibrational healing. It also embraces the use of essential oils as an aid to meditation, affirmations, visualization, and all transformative techniques based on inner work. And that's the end of the quote. As you can see, this is a very gentle practice. It takes sensitivity, it takes intention on the part of the practitioner, because you're working with very subtle energies, the energetic and vibrational qualities of the essential oils, or the hydrosols, or even the CO2s, whatever aromatic you're working with. I'm focusing on essential oils because I think that's where most of this work happens, but I do a lot of subtle aromatherapy with hydrosols as well. Other forms of energy medicine, if the term is new to you, you probably already heard are like Reiki, therapeutic touch, Qigong, distant healing, spiritual healing. These all come under the category of energy medicine and subtle aromatherapy is right there. What I love about it, it's just so versatile. It's really easy to incorporate into anything else you're doing, whether you have a clinical aromatherapy practice, if you are a hobbyist, if you have a yoga studio, you're a stay-at-home mom, it makes no difference. 
there's really no wrong way of using subtle aromatherapy as long as your intentions are, are good and as long as you're using uh, safe parameters of essential oil safety. That's a given. Anytime you pick up a bottle of essential oil, you need to first understand the safety uh, aspects of working with that oil. Actually, if you're new to essential oils, I'll put a link in the show notes to a blog post I wrote about essential oil safety. It's kind of funny because I write about all the things I've done wrong with essential oils over the years. Some are horrific. And then I follow up with, you know, the right things that you should actually be doing. It's interesting. I love the chemistry of the essential oils. And I've had students say, how can you be into all this weird vibrational, energetic, unseen stuff when you are so grounded in science and you talk about the chemistry, you teach the chemistry. Easy. It's two sides of the same coin. You know, on one hand, we are physical beings with a physical body that we need to protect from any substances that are caustic or toxic or dangerous to it. And essential oils can be if you don't know what you're doing. So we study the chemistry so that we have a better understanding of those very uh, complex uh, molecules that make up essential oils. Some of those will affect the shelf life. Some of those will affect the safety. So that is the benefit of studying chemistry. It gives you just the deepest understanding of the substance that you're working with. Now, on the other side of the same coin, you have our energetic body. It is widely understood and accepted in scientific circles that everything's composed of energy. Everything has its own unique pattern of vibration called frequencies. And the human body is no different. It is actually made up of layers of energy known as the, the subtle energy bodies. And they interconnect, they interact, and this forms our personal energy field or our auric field. You know what? I'm going to put a link to a really good book on this topic. I'll put the link in the show notes. The book is called The Subtle Body, an Encyclopedia of Your Energetic Anatomy. That may answer a lot of questions for you. When there is a disruption in this subtle energy body, it eventually works its way into the physical body and we begin to express it physically. We get challenges, we get pain, we have deep emotions, depression, uh, fatigue, and so forth. So when you stop and think about energy and plants, essential oils are strong broadcasters of energy because they are very concentrated and they have the imprint of the original plant which produced it. So it's understandable how the energy of the essential oils, i.e. the plants, can interact and affect the energy field of the human body. And this becomes especially clear when you start studying and learning the energetic properties of the essential oils. So yes, it is absolutely true that essential oils have important chemical properties and it's important to understand them. But in my opinion, this is a very limited perspective. It's only half the story of what is happening in our human body and also only half the story of the potential that we have as aromatherapists to work with, heal the body and maintain and you know promote wellness. If you're using essential oils with the physical body and the energetic body, you've got a very powerful combination. All right, let's move into kind of a different area of subtle aromatherapy, and that is the methods of application. There really are unlimited ways that you can use essential oils energetically and subtly. You can even do distant healing with essential oils. 
But I thought today I would just go ahead and give you three that are super easy to start with that are probably already familiar to you as an aromatherapist, and they are misting, diffusing, and anointing. And I'll start with misting. So mists is a bottle with essential oil and water in it, and you spray it around. You can use a mist, if you're not doing it subtly, to just make the room smell better. You can use them for... for um, killing bacteria and things like that. When you're using a mist energetically, you clear and cleanse the room to bring in more positive energy or to clear negative energy. Again, juniper berry, my go-to cleanser, if there's been an argument in the room, I will often make a little spray and that's actually not true. I'm probably more likely to use a diffuser, to be honest. If, however, I've had someone stay at my home, or in the case of when I had, um, I was teaching from my home, I would always make sure I had made up a spray bottle, a glass bottle with juniper berry essential oil and a couple other oils, and I would spray the entire classroom after my students left. I would spray, I would spray every room my students had been in, my kitchen, the bathroom. There, there weren't very many, and I would even spray. Uh, mist spray. It spray denotes more water. This is a gentle mist. I would mist the chairs and the tables, and I'd wipe everything down. And the whole time that I was misting, my intention was to clear away their energy, to clear and clean the space so it's fresh and sparkling new, for my family's energy to be not absorb the kids' energy, the students' energy. They're always my kids, even if they're older than me. My students are my kids, and that tomorrow when the students arrive, there's a brand new energy in the space. So misting is really good. Um, if you're going to make a whole bottle of it, it's nice if you have a yoga center, if you want to miss the whole home, if you are somebody, if you have an Airbnb, absolutely you want to have a mist. And But if it's just for something like my husband and I have had an argument or my kids are fighting you can have the. You can just use the diffuser. That's the second way you can um, use subtle aromatherapy is putting essential oils in the diffuser, again to affect the energy in the room. And it can be for just one room. It can be for you know you can move it from room to room. But that's when I would use my spray bottle. I'm going to back up a minute because I kind of jumped into diffusing before I was ready. So going back to misting. So let's see, you missed a room before and after energy work, after an argument, negative experience, missed your hands before and after any kind of a session, a bodywork session, a Reiki session. You can miss the receiver of energy work all over. You can miss just the area of the chakra that you're working on. And just a thought about that, which I've done this in the past, if somebody's wearing nice clothes and you're misting them, you would you may want to put a sheet over them or something to protect their clothing. How much do you use? I do a 1% or less blend, even a half percent. So if you figure that five to six drops of essential oil, let's just say six drops of essential oil in one ounce of water is is a 1%. That's how much I would use. Or even three or four drops. You have to remember this is a very subtle vibrational method and essential oils are highly concentrated. So you don't really need very much at all. You could probably put in one drop and it would still be effective, but there is the joy of the aroma of the essential oil. And that, you know, makes the pleasant experience, makes the experience more pleasant. Let's see. 
Add five to six drops of essential oil to one ounce of spring water or hydrosol in a misting bottle. Shake before each use. You don't, for something like this, you don't really need to put in an emulsifier if you don't want to. The less you put in there, the better. So just remember to shake it every time because the water and the essential oil will separate. I would use a glass bottle or PET hard plastic. Going back to diffusers now. Again, clear and cleanse the energy in a room can bring in positive energy. If you're doing a meditation for world peace, you can have the diffuser there and the energy kind of concentrates your intention, your vibration, whatever you're emitting, the essential oil can also augment that and and make that bigger. You can use a diffuser, a big one in a whole room or just a little tiny one if you have a meditation corner. You know, I have a really good podcast episode, if I may say so myself, called Clearing the Space with Essential Oils. And in that podcast, I actually do talk about several subtle aromatherapy techniques that are used to help clear a space. You know what I'll do. Put a link to that in the show notes. No, the episode is called Creating a Sacred Space with Essential Oils. Even better. And finally, anointing. Anointing is so very special. Anointing can be, you know, we think of anointing as with priests and religious and a religious context. It can be used for a number of purposes. Anointing with essential oils can be used to bless a situation, to help balance energy centers again, to give a special meaning or a recognition. Anointing can be used to set boundaries, to protect and ask for guidance. You can anoint a door frame so that everyone who walks through that door frame into your home or your office are blessed and bring peace. Anything that you touch with the oil, again, intention is really key when you're doing energetic work. If you're doing a door frame, I mean, you can spray. You can also just put a drop on neat on the door frame, depending on the wood. But for human body anointing, mix in a massage oil and apply to the appropriate place, energy center, the forehead, the top of the head with your fingertip or just use it in a body massage. Again, in terms of the amount, I would go very light. A half a percent or a 1% blend is plenty for anointing. And finally, this conversation would not be complete if I didn't give you some essential oils to get started with. Any essential oil that you have can be used in subtle energy work, but you don't always know what they do. So I'm going to give you five essential oils and just give you a very quick one or two sentences about the energetic properties of each. And then when I'm done with that, I'm going to tell you about my online course that I'm giving you a big discount on. Okay, five oils to get you started with subtle aromatherapy. Number one is what do you think? Well, you're probably saying juniper berry. That's actually have number two. Number one is lavender because lavender is a universal energy cleanser. It's one of the most important energetic oils because it balances all energy states. It's a great to clear, cleanse a room. It brings in positive energy. It calms, comforts, stabilizes, settles emotions of the heart. So Honestly, lavender, that panacea essential oil, which is so good for everything externally, is also great for us uh, subtly. Now I get to juniper berry. This is my favorite essential oil for clearing negative energies. As I said, a spray, a diffuse, uh, in a diffuser, when you feel, sometimes we feel 
if you're a sensitive person like I am, you will feel the other people's energies. And if that happens when you are then not with that person anymore, if someone comes to visit or you have lunch with someone, you may need to clear yourself, your energy field with juniper berry, just to kind of clear their stuff out of you. It is great for protection. It is a very good protecting oil for against negative influences and clearing energy blocks. Eucalyptus is another great essential oil for clearing. It also clears and cleanses a room. It dissolves energy blockages. I like to use eucalyptus when I feel suffocated by responsibilities. The more you work with essential oils and their energetic properties, the more you will begin to see a relationship between the benefits that essential oils give to our physical body often translate into our energetic body. So juniper berry being a detoxer, which is great to detox the physical body if you've overeaten, had too much to drink. Juniper berry is great. Again, it's also great for clearing any energetic congestion in our subtle body. Well, eucalyptus is a bit like that. It's great for the lungs. And I find it's also great if you're feeling emotionally suffocated by responsibilities, by another person. Eucalyptus is super. I like sweet orange a lot. I love the smell of it. I love it. It's just such a great mood lifter, but it resonates very deeply with the the second chakra. I haven't talked about chakras at all in this episode other than what I just said, but that is an energy center in the body that really helps us uh, open up our creativity, open up joy, sexuality, happiness, self-confidence. It has just this beautiful childlike energy. That's a great one to start with, and generally everyone likes uh, sweet orange. And then finally, any of the conifers are great for clearing and cleansing as well. Pine is a, is very inexpensive, and that would be a great one to use for energy work. It will help to re- repel and clear negative energy, but it can also increase the energy in your subtle body. If you're feeling depleted or stagnant, super oil to use energetically. So there are the five essential oils that you can use just to get started. You probably have at least one of those in your kit. So this feels like a good place to talk to you about the online course that I've created and which I'm offering a discount for you. The training is called Clearing Energy with Essential Oils. It is a nugget of a course. It's not huge. And it is meant to be an introduction to the concept of working with essential oils in a subtle vibrational manner. It is self-paced. It will teach you 12 essential oils that are effective for clearing energy. The focus is most on clearing like negative congested energy. I will give you three simple methods of application, which actually are the ones that I talked about today, but I go into them in a little bit more in depth. It's perfect for beginners to the practice of subtle aromatherapy, but also fun for anyone who's not a beginner because I offer, and this is my favorite part of the course, seven blessings and aromatic rituals with little recipes for using the recommended essential oils. So that's, as I said, that's my favorite part of the course. I'm now accepting the coupon that I made for it for my podcast listeners. The code is AWP55. That would be Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. So it's AWP55. The course is currently $27. You can get it for $10. That's good until October 16, 2022. I'll put a link in my show notes to where you can find the course. 
But if for some reason you can't get the show notes, if you go to my website, aromaticwisdominstitute.com, you'll see courses up at the navigation menu. You will you can also click on that and you'll be able to find the course, but it's probably just easier just to go to the show notes today. Okay, that ends the segment on our main topic, subtle aromatherapy. We talked about what it is, what is energy, what are some essential oils to get started with, what are three methods of application. I hope it was enlightening and that you have been introduced maybe to a whole new way of using essential oils. It is time now to smell my life. This week in Smell My Life, the way I used an essential oil was so unique and so clever in my little mind, you're going to laugh. So James and I went to a Celtic festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. James bought a kilt. We had a wonderful time. But whenever I go to any of these public outdoor festivals, I just clench my hands in terror at the porta pots I cannot stand to use a porta pot I would honestly... I would go behind a vehicle before I would go in the porta pot. So, gosh, for those of you who are not from the United States, a porta pot is an outdoor bathroom facility, a little plastic box, like a telephone booth with a hole in it where you go to the bathroom. It is nothing that flushes. So I armed myself with an aromatherapy protection mask. <laughs> I took a mask, the kind that is shaped like a beak, and I took a salve that I always have some sort of a salve or an ointment or something oily around. I put, I'm pretty sure I used bay laurel. I wanted a strong essential oil, something that was high in 1-8-cineal, eucalyptus. Pretty sure it was bay laurel also because I love that oil. So I took the ointment, put some in the palm of my hand, put a drop of essential oil in there and made it really strongly aromatic. Then I took this glob of ointment and put it in the middle of the mask on the inside and I closed the mask. The mask sort of folds in half. And I did that so that when I would go into the porta pot I'd put the mask on and I would be just, my nose would be full of this beautiful bay. Now, if you wonder why I used an ointment, it's because I did not want the essential oil to evaporate and come three in the afternoon, it's gone. I wanted to make sure that it would cling inside this mask. It was brilliant. I was so happy. I put my little mask on, went in, immediately turned my back to the hole, <laughs> did my business. And as soon as my pants were up, I was out that door. I don't even think my zipper was up yet. <laughs> I was out the door. But honestly, if you're faced with a situation where you're going to be confronted with a very bad aroma, put not just essential oil in the mask, put a, a essential oil <clears throat> in something heavy, like an ointment or salve, and then put that inside the mask. Of course, afterward, I came home, I threw the mask away because it was goopy, but um, that was how I confronted a public porta pot with courage and aromatherapy. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 55 of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. If you go to the aromaticwisdompodcast.com website, the podcast has its own website, there's a place you can leave a review. If you did that and left a nice review that would not hurt my feelings, I would be delighted and it helps other people find the podcast. All right, until next week, my friends, be happy and be well.